This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower and I am your host for this special pop-up edition of True Crime Paranormal. Sometimes we like to just pop in one of us, one or the other of us, for maybe just kind of a quick conversation, something we haven't talked about before, or a single element of a case. And today, what I want to talk about is Lisk. Lisk is the Long Island serial killer, also known as the Gilgo Beach Killer or the Craigslist Ripper, if you are familiar. And you probably are. If you are interested in true crime, you know about this story. So we are talking about bodies that were found along Ocean Parkway around Gilgo Beach and Oak Beach in Long Island. The remains of the victims were found between 2010 and 2011. And I'm not going to go into all the details with this because I want to talk about one particular theory that I'm really interested in and that I feel like might actually explain this much better than a serial killer. So let's talk briefly about what happened. There are 10 to 16 deaths that have been associated with this particular investigation. They're just not 100% sure. Not all the bodies were found in the same place or at the same time, and they were not all found in the same condition. Police do think that 10 of them were killed by the same person because they were found in roughly the same condition, but we'll get to that because that's a bit of a guess. This has been named the Long Island serial killer for a long time, But no one has ever been charged as the Long Island serial killer, and there have only been a few ever even suspected. So I I have some theories I want to run by you. Welcome, DB. Welcome, Patsy. This is a live stream if you're hearing it live. If you're not, you are hearing it on the replay, and I just want to say welcome either way. I love having these quick conversations with you guys. So There were, I'm going to tell you the identities of the victims as we know them, because we don't know for sure. There was Maureen Brainerd Barnes, and she was 25, and she worked as an escort. There was Melissa Bartholomew, she was 24, and she had been working as an escort prior. They were working, most of these girls were working as escorts on Craigslist. So they were being found through the Craigslist ads. Uh, That is one similarity to most of them. Megan Waterman, 22, also a Craigslist escort. Amber Lynn Costello, um, she was also uh, working as as an escort. You know, I one of the things that's bothered me for a long time about the Lisk case is that all of the victims are sex workers. And because of that, I feel like they've been disrespected 
they've been treated as less than, they've almost been treated as though they sort of deserved what they got. And I really, really hate that. And that's one reason why I want to discuss this, because I feel like not only were they taken advantage of in life, they were, they've also been taken advantage of in death. And I think it's unfair. And I it, it is not all who they are. And I'm not going to get into who the victims are today because that's not the point of my conversation. However, I do want to say that I really hate this idea that because they were working in sex work that they somehow deserved what happened to them because they didn't. And, and as though that somehow defined who they were and that there was no other aspect of their identities. Also bullshit. Okay. Um, let's see. So then there were a few anomalies. Uh, John Doe, who was found on Gilgo Beach, we don't know for sure. Um, a young Asian male, not sure who he was. Uh, Baby Doe, who was a toddler between 16 and 24 months. This child, unfortunately, was a skeleton, so there's not a lot known. Uh, Jane Doe, number three, actually turned out to be her mother, who was also found in the same area. And Jane Doe, number seven, who was a partial body, so skull and teeth. And that's part of the problem is that not all of them were found as full bodies and many of them were found skeletonized. So there's a lot we don't know about how they died. So then here are some other possible victims. Uh, 19-year-old Tina uh, Foglia. Let's see. Then there was a a, um, dismember body that was found that was either of a Hispanic or light-skinned African-American person never identified. Uh, let's see. We had Shannon Marie, Maria Gilbert. You probably know her story. If you have watched lost girls on Netflix, if you haven't, I recommend it. It is a dramatization of her family's experience with her disappearance and death and how her mother handled it. And it's very well done. You will learn a lot about this, the investigation into Lisk here. Uh, there was also another partial body found uh, with a woman walking along the beach with her dog found some bones. And a 31-year-old woman named Natasha Jugo. And this was clear in 2013. Um, was also found in the area. So there are a lot of potential bodies in this case. Yeah, Paula says they are treated as if being a sex worker is worse than being a killer. Right. And it's not. And that has to stop. And these women had lives and families. And please, if you have not seen Lost Girls, go go see it. Because it's the story of Shannon Gilbert and her family. And it's very moving. And it's very helpful in understanding what that must be like for family members. But here's what I want to talk about. Because there are so many different theories. There are several suspected Um, maybe serial killers in this case, but no one's ever been charged. No one's ever been linked to any of these bodies. And it's been, you know, referred to as a serial killer case from the very beginning. I don't think it is a serial killer case. I think this is something else entirely. And I feel like that's what's going on here. And that's why it hasn't been solved is because it's been looked at as a serial killer case for a long time. You may know who James Burke is. So James Burke was the former Suffolk County police chief. And he, 
there's been, he's been accused of being involved. Now, here's what we know. Down on Gilgo Beach, which is near all of this, and where a lot of you know, the bodies were found near here, there were, at the time, in the early, in you know, in like the late 2000s, early 2010s, there were these sex parties going on down on the beach where they would hire prostitutes and then men would come and hire them. And I really, and, and uh, Chief Burke was known to um, visit these and actually there are witnesses who were there and one, in fact, who actually serviced him, um, who talk about, you know, that they were present while he was present. And while he was the chief of police, he did not allow the FBI in to help investigate the Lisk case. And that was always a very strange thing. He held them at bay. The Lisk case kind of fizzled in the time that he was the police chief. And he did eventually go to jail. In In November of 2016, he was sentenced to 46 months in federal prison, plus three years of supervised release for beating a man who stole a duffel bag filled with sex toys and pornography from his vehicle. He did plead guilty um, to charges of civil rights violation and conspiracy to obstruct justice. He was not ever charged relating to the Lisk case. But I got to say, in studying the Lisk case, and I've read all kinds of stuff and listened to podcasts and watched the, you know, the documentaries, I feel like this was a sex ring that was being run by officials in the area, James Burke himself, some other people, possibly some of the people in the uh, Oak Island private community that were involved there. And that this was not a serial killer, but was in fact a sex ring with a disposer. My theory here is that they had someone, and I think that someone changed over the years, who if one of their Craigslist sex workers got out of line or somebody got hurt during a visit with one of their men or whatever, that they had a fixer who took care of those women. And and sometimes men, I feel like that that Asian man was involved. I feel like the woman with the baby was involved. I feel like they were all involved and that they were eliminated for one reason or another. And that for a significant amount of time, these men in power, there were a lot of men in power who lived on Oak Island in the in that private community. And I just. I cannot shake the feeling that this was not a serial killer at all, but was made to look like one. And then that theory was supported by the police, including James Burke himself, in order to throw attention off from the idea that maybe it had something to do with this sex trafficking ring that was going on at the same time and that potentially could have simply been the way that um, women that got in the way were disposed of. I know it's a horrible way to say it. I absolutely hate saying it, but I really honestly feel like that's what this actually is and not a serial killer at all. I feel like they're going to find that these women were actually killed by multiple people and for different 
purposes, different motives than just a serial killer um, working in the area. I don't feel like that at all. This feels very much more intentional and planned and organized. And I feel like James Burke was right at the head of it and knew about all of it. I'm not sure that he actually perpetrated anything, but I do feel that he was involved and knew what was going on, which is why he held the FBI off and, you know, a lot of the things that went on. And I don't feel that it has ever been investigated that way. It's always been investigated as a serial killer. And, you know, the problem with that is that if you're looking for a serial killer, you're not looking for other options. And I feel like they need to be looking for other options in the list case. I don't think it should be called the Long Island serial killer case at all, because I don't think the Long Island serial killer exists. I feel like there were fixers involved with this sex trafficking ring that are actually the ones who perpetrated these murders and that it was known by leaders in that community what was going on. I think it's so much easier if you live in that community and are in law enforcement in that community to see it as some terrible serial killer taking responsibility for this rather than looking at what actually could be possible, which is that people within their own community, people in positions of power in their own community could have, in fact, perpetrated these killings. So I just wanted to jump on here and talk a little bit about that today. I'm very curious to hear what you all think, because this case has been around for a long time. It's a very famous true crime case, and many people have their theories about it. And I'd love to hear what you all have to say about it. So I am having this conversation with you all in a live stream. However, feel free to go comment on the video or the audio or come to our website and send us a message and let's talk about it. I, I'd like to hear it because I feel like this case has really been hampered by the single theory of what happened here. Yes, Long Island serial killer. Salty, you just came in. You came in just at the end. But I encourage you to listen to the rest because that was my topic today. So please comment on this video. Come to our website, which is truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. And send us case ideas, send us suggestions. You can do that by going to the bottom of the page. There is something you can fill out. Uh, there's a little form to fill out to make a suggestion. You can also send us a comment that way. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, Cranky says, thank you. I think you might be on the right track. I just feel like I am. And I know that there's a new um, investigation into these murders, but I really question, are they looking in the right direction yet? So Tell me what you think, but um, I love talking theories. So I am Christy with True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters, and this has been a special pop-up episode. So thanks for joining me. Have a great day. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.